listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for our relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. It is me, your host, Sita Hood. I am super excited to be back with you for another episode of the podcast, episode 35. And in today's episode, we're talking about the joy of becoming. As you know, I am a licensed therapist by trade. However, in the recent years, my platform has expanded, allowing me to create deeper impact with more people. And one of the ways that I do that is through my Confident Bay curriculum. Uh, for the month of March, we were talking about healing and I took you through the stages of the Confident Bay curriculum and the stages of evolution or the stages of becoming. And now I kind of want to hone in on the joy of becoming because as we are in that process of becoming, it can feel very lonely. It can feel very discouraging if we are being honest. And so I just want to point out to you some parts of your journey that you might be missing if you happen to be in the becoming stage. Just as a really quick recap, the Confident Bay curriculum or the stages of evolution are becoming affirmed and empowered. So in the becoming stage, there are actually two phases of becoming. The first phase of becoming is when life is just happening all around you and you're not really aware. And then the second stage is when you're kind of fed up by life, but you are aware that you're in the becoming process. You want to get better. You want to do better. You're striving to do better. So most people want to run away from both of those stages regardless of where they find themselves. Just the becoming stage does not feel fun or exciting depending on your perspective or your outlook. And when I talk to a lot of clients inside the therapy chair or in my group intensives, one of the things that they always say is, they talk about how hard it is to be in this stage. And they look at me like I'm crazy when I say, I see beauty in this stage. When they tell me their stories, when they're pouring out their hearts, when we're in the group intensive and they're working through all the different activities that highlight things for them, it is challenging. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's challenging. And so as they're working through these things, And they're sharing and I'm saying, I see something beautiful on the other side of this. They're always like, Sita, what? Girl, what are you talking about? (laughs) So I want to explain to you parts of that beautiful experience that I get to witness and parts of the joy 
that comes with being in this stage. In case you happen to know that you're in this phase of like, you want your life to be different. You are just at the beginning of taking the steps to make your life different and to step into that larger vision for your life, even though you're not sure what it looks like. The first aspect that I want to highlight about the joy of becoming is the freedom to make mistakes. Yes, I don't know if people really realize how powerful it can be to give someone permission to be themselves. Like if you think about it, have you ever been in an environment where you've had to hold yourself together and the harder that you tried to hold yourself together, the more parts of you started toppling out. So that can be personality wise in terms of like, don't snort so loud when you laugh or don't do this. Or if you're in a meeting and you're trying to hold in your laugh to begin with, like it becomes harder and harder the more you try to suppress that part of you. But giving somebody freedom to be who they are is a huge gift. Take, for example, young Isabella from Encanto. Now, I know I keep going to Encanto, and it's because I have kids. I've watched the movie 50 million times, but also because I believe that there's so many gems in this movie. Like, I know when Clubhouse first came out, there was a bunch of people like, ooh, you dropping gems, they dropping gems. But when I tell you that this Disney movie has more gems than probably a lot of these gurus that were on Clubhouse... I want you to believe me. So if you have not seen Encanto, I'm telling you to go to Disney right now and watch Encanto. Anyway, Isabella. Isabella needed permission to explore who she was so that she could see what she could do. And I would argue that when you are in the becoming stage, you have that freedom, whether you realize it or not. So giving somebody the space to explore that is actually very important. Isabella, if you don't know, she was the perfect sister. The entire family received gifts, right? So one had super strength. One could heal people with food. Uh, one could control the weather. One could hear the sound of... Uh, really anybody within any sort of distance. Uh, so there was just a plethora of gifts. Isabella, her gift was creating beautiful things, beautiful flowers, beautiful garnishes of roses. That was her gift. And as part of her gift, she ended up getting stuck in this performative pattern. So I want you to pay attention to that because she was operating in her gift and her gift was beneficial for so many people. She got stuck using her gift in this one way. And it wasn't until her sister who irritated her and always bothered her and got on her nerves and always messed up these perfect things that she did it wasn't until her sister came into her room to have a conversation with her and she got to the height of her emotions, super frustrated. She let go and realized without even trying to that she created something so beautiful. She was filled with other amazing talents and abilities, but she wasn't able to get to know that side of her until she released the perfect parts of her. 
until she allowed herself to get into a new creative space and dream big. That is the song that you heard me sing maybe two or three podcast episodes ago where she was like, I just made something unexpected, something strange, something new. And then she goes on and on. What else can I do? She's super curious about what else she can do. So I want to encourage you to know that even though you are in the becoming stage, you have the freedom to make mistakes. The thing that you've been searching for to change your life, other people's life is in your mistakes. Your secret sauce is in your mistakes. It's in the freedom and the flexibility to create without the fear of being perfect. It's about starting without being perfect. I'm telling you, your secret sauce is in your mistakes. Write that down because you're going to need to remember that. Another exciting thing about becoming is that the stakes aren't so high. So you learn who you are. When the stakes are high, you're desperate. And if you're desperate, then that means that you're going to make hasty decisions, decisions that you might not have made if you were thinking clearly. In the becoming stage, life is happening all around you, but you get to decide who you want to be. You get to decide how you show up. You get to determine if the reactions and responses that you had were actually how you would like to continue moving. So for example, the first time that you set boundaries with somebody, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird because you're not used to doing it. You're going to probably second guess yourself. But if you actually pause in that moment to figure out how you feel after you set the boundaries, you might actually like it you might decide that next time I won't even put myself in a situation where I need to set boundaries this tight, okay? So your secret sauce is in your mistakes and the stakes are not so high so you get to learn who you are. I believe that every woman is handcrafted to make a unique impact on the world. I believe that women are born with their purpose deeply rooted inside of them. They only need to unlock it. I see you today. I see you waiting for other people to tell you what your life's purpose is and how to get there. I see you walking around feeling utterly exhausted and drained from supporting everyone around you. You have literally achieved so much, but you never stop to celebrate because it just doesn't feel like enough. You don't even tell people that you're walking around struggling to exist. What if you could unlock not only your life purpose, but the strategy to help you walk boldly into your next season? Would you be brave enough to take the leap? I'm Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker, and I want to invite you to join me at the Pink Emerald Retreat, where I help innovative women just like you to unlock their purpose and step boldly into the next season of their lives. At this intimate weekend retreat, you're going to learn how to speak with authority to show up boldly in any environment, 
to walk more confidently, embracing your God-given identity, to develop life strategies that keep you productive in any season of life. We're talking big picture and day-to-day life here, and so much more. Not to mention, you will have a private room complete with a soaker tub and other amazing amenities, discounted services at the on-site spa, and access to nearby attractions in one of the most prominent suburbs of Illinois. Ready to book your luxury stay? Register now at thepinkemerald.com forward slash retreat or click the link in the show notes. Hey you, yes you, I heard you last night asking yourself if what you're doing really matters asking if you matter. I know you're busy checking yet another thing off of your never-ending to-do list. I know that no matter how many boxes you check off, you still feel like you're drowning. Yes, on the outside, you've got every reason to be happy and you're so grateful that you've been blessed with so much. But you can't help wondering why there's still a deep longing inside of you for more. You've got a big vision, but you're afraid to take the leap. You need strategy. You can't accomplish your big vision until you've developed the strategy to get there. I'm Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker, and I develop life-transforming programs for women just like you. Need relationship hacks to stop the chaos and live in peace? I've got a program for that. Want to know how you can walk more confidently today? I've got a program for that. Want to learn to incorporate wellness as a lifestyle? Yep, I got a program for that too. You can even save 15% using the code LOVISH. If you're ready to become the confident bay you know you're destined to be, learn more about these programs at programs.thepinkemerald.com or check the show notes for the link. Welcome back. In addition to saving 15%, I've also got a code for you. You're going to use the code JOY, J-O-Y, JOY, to grab your freebie, 34 Ways to Practice Self-Love. And I want you to download that freebie. I think it's about four worksheets, four ideas, suggestions, things that you can implement today so that you can practice better habits, loving on yourself. Because I know self-love, self-care, wellness, all of that stuff is totally watered down right now, especially since we're in a pandemic. So you might feel like, well, what am I to do if I'm not reading a book or taking a bath? These suggestions go beyond that and then help you kind of create an ideal schedule for your wellness. So check that out. The link is going to be in the show notes. And again, the code for that freebie is going to be J-O-Y, joy. All right, let's get back to this. Another beautiful part about becoming is learning what truly makes you joyful. And that's why I'm giving you guys that freebie today, because I want you to really learn who you are. I want you to know who you are so that you can communicate it to people around you. Our communication is so much better when we understand how we feel, what we think. 
When you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel and you have to make tough choices, you really find out what you're made of. You find out how to trim the fat and go for only what you need. So when you're in that process of becoming, it can feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel and you have to trim the fat, whether that fat be certain relationships that are maybe not the healthiest for you, not completely toxic, but also not doing what they should do and cultivating what they should cultivate within you. So you have to make those tough choices. You also find out what you're committed to. If you've overcommitted yourself, you're going to feel stressed. And when you're in this stage, you have the beauty of being like, okay, I know that I can only manage three big work projects per quarter. If I take on any more projects with work in that one quarter, I'm going to be overwhelmed. I'm going to be stressed out. Can't do it. You also learn what systems work for you and what systems do not work for you. Part of what I teach people when I work with them in the programs is don't get super attached to your schedule when you're just starting off. Don't get super attached to your wellness plans when you're just starting off. Don't get super attached to your self-care plans, to your life plans. Just kind of be flexible in certain areas. Yes, there are some things that have to absolutely happen, but there are a ton of different things that impact your decisions. For example, if you are a mother, if you are a wife, if you are taking care of a sick family member, if you just got laid off your job and now your finances are low. There are a ton of things that contribute to how you lay out your plan. And so many times we feel discouraged when you create a plan and your plan falls through, but you're not really taking into account the outside influences that got you to where you are. So you learn how to figure out exactly what you need and what you don't need, what you're committed to and what you're not committed to, what you will accept and what you won't accept. And you get to find out what makes you happy. That is so important because what made you happy several years ago is not going to be the same thing that makes you happy today, depending on where you are in life. I just did, I had a couple do a an assessment on uh, their love languages and they had taken, I think, the love languages quiz probably four years prior to. And one of the people in the relationship said, oh, wow, I thought that you would still be the same. Your love language would still be the same as it was four years ago. But as you evolve and grow as a person, perhaps your needs do as well. Perhaps your desires do as well. And I'm saying perhaps because there are some core things that I feel like we need as human beings that you need, that I need. And those core desires and those core needs do not necessarily change. But how we are supported, how those needs are met may shift and change depending on the season of our life. So I want you to be aware of that, to be mindful of that, that there is beauty in learning what makes you joyful. Sometimes when things fall apart, when you make those mistakes, you're so focused on the fact that the thing didn't work, that you're missing the part that's beautiful, that this is a 
a nice beginning, that this is a clean slate, that you get to dream big all over again. And that's part of what I don't want you to miss in this episode. That's the biggest part, the biggest joy of becoming, the beauty of starting fresh. It's time to talk about what I've been loving, product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the part of the show where I share my general gratitude for the things that I am loving in life. This week, something that brings me true joy is my new evening routine. Now, I feel like when the podcast first got started, I had a part of my evening routine where it was like face washing, it was essential oils, it was all of those things that are relaxing. But just like I talked about in this episode, a person has to have the freedom to grow evolve and change because their needs are going to grow, evolve and change. Now, I still do love like washing off my makeup and stuff with my PMD brush and um, lighting a candle and those particular aspects of my evening. However, the highlight of my evening, the joy of my evening routine has become reading or coloring and evening tea. And it has to be chai tea latte or vanilla bean macaroon, both by Tazo. And that's important to note (laughs) because I've tried other teas and they just don't hit the same way when I'm sitting down with my book at night. And I don't want to drink coffee, so I always opt for tea that late at night. But it is truly something that I look forward to really at all the points in the day, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait till my tea time and my book, honey. (laughs) So that is what I am loving this week. If you have an evening routine or something that has brought you joy this week or this month, please tag me out in these social media streets and let me know what has been bringing you joy. All right, I want to thank you so much for joining me for this 35th episode all about the joy of becoming. In this episode, we talked about how much beauty there is in making mistakes. We talked about how your secret sauce is actually in your mistakes and you don't even realize it. We talked about how wonderful it is that the stakes are not so high when you are in the stage of becoming so you can actually learn who you are. Finally, we closed off talking about how much fun it is to learn who you are, what you do, what you're about, how you want to show up in the world, and how you want to impact the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love. Share it with your auntie. Share it with your mama. Share it with your cousin. Share it with your uncle. Share it with your grandma. Then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Well, that is all I have for you this week, love. I'll see you out in these social media streets. <laughs>